Welcome to The Man Chair, where two guys debate their best of lists in sports, TV, movies, music, and more. Our co-hosts, Brian Page and Jason Rogers, are lifelong friends who grew up three houses apart. They won the childhood lottery, being kids in a small Midwest town playing sports from sunup to sundown before social media was a thing. So sit back in your man chair, go back in time to when life was more simple, and join us as we debate our best of lists each week. And be sure to go directly to our Facebook page at themanchair.com and tell us what we got wrong. Share your own list or email us with suggestions for the next episode. Now on to the show. Listeners, welcome to the Man Chair podcast. Uh, Jason and I have a treat for you. We are going to share our favorite, five favorite, currently practicing comedians. And as we debate our list, I want you to be on the edge of your seat waiting for our favorite clips of them doing stand-up. So for every one of our favorites, you're going to hear some some great stand-up routines this podcast episode. I, I think it's important for our listeners to know, you know, kind of like some some parameters that we set uh, because, you know, you you could think to yourself as we're sharing our favorite five, oh, you know, how could you forget you know, whomever, somebody that, you know, isn't currently um, in comedy because maybe they passed away, maybe they, they just don't do stand up anymore, or maybe, you know, they're really an actor, you know, maybe they've done like a stand up routine or two. Uh, an example would be Adam Sandler, right? He used to be a stand up comic. I mean, really, he's he's an actor now. Another example would be the guys from the blue collar comedy show. They will all find a way into a top five list for us. Eventually, Jeff Foxworthy, Bill um, Engvall and, and Ron White, who's my favorite of the bunch, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Dave Chappelle is going to be on the outside looking in for me. Uh, Andrew Schultz, Jim Gaffigan, Jimmy Carr, Louis C.K. I just saw him a couple of years ago. My wife and I went to watch him. Daniel Tosh, who was my favorite years ago. Uh, and then outside looking in, like my number six, this was a tough one for me, was Tom Segura. Jason, how about you? What What was your list for the outside looking in? I've got Doug Stanhope and Daniel Tosh. Burt Kreischer, Jim Jeffries, Andrew Santino, Big J Okerson, John Mulaney, Mark Norman, Tim Dillon, mm. Dave Attell, Mike Berbiglia, Russell Peters. Yeah, I, I could read. I could read a lot longer, but those were some of my ones that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. Well, let's start with your number five. My number five is Shane Gillis. All right. Well, well let, let's get to him in a moment because he was just slightly higher on my list. My number five. Stop telling your kids that they special. Maybe they special to you, but not to me. Every day before my kids leave for school, I get them at the door. I'm like, Lola Dar, check this out. As soon as you leave this door, nobody gives a fuck about you. Nobody thinks you're cute. Nobody thinks you're smart. Nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. Nobody on the whole earth outside of this door gives a fuck about you and even some of the people inside the house a little on the fence we need bullies how the fuck you gonna have a school with no bullies bullies do half the work teachers do one half bullies do the whole other half and that's the half you're gonna use as a fucking grown-up that's right who gives a fuck if you can code if you start crying because your boss didn't say hi that's right chris rock now uh, you know, for me, this this was tough. I went back and forth with Chris Rock and Tom Segura. The the reason I went with Chris Rock was because 
I felt like if you look at the entire body of work, it's almost like this is a lifetime achievement award for him. I mean, he's probably going to be talking about it. You know, Brian and Jason put him on his, on our list of five, but you know, he's been so good for so long that he needs to be there. Uh, my, my wife and I went to watch him a couple years ago. I mean, it was just after the Will Smith slap. I thought he was funny. But I didn't think he was as great then as I remembered him in the past. Jason, any thoughts? Yeah, I love Chris Rock. I disagree. I think Rock is still as good now as he was then. Okay. Like back, back in college when Bigger and Blacker came out, with if or when we do a top five comedy specials, Bigger and Blacker will. Will, be, will be on it. Chris Rock's great. He's a great number five. Jason, who was your number four? At number four, I have Fortune Feimster. When I was in elementary school, I joined the Girl Scouts of America. Any, any former Girl Scouts? Oh, there we go. Honestly, I joined to get in on that cookie game they were running. That was a very sophisticated operation. I also wanted to be around little girls that like campfires and shoulder massages. I kept trying to get them to make shoulder massages a badge. They're like, no, you creepo. <laughs> now, my brothers, they were in the Boy Scouts, which was really intense. They would get dropped off on the top of a mountain with just an egg and a match. That's it. Their troop leader would be like, we'll see you in three days. Bring back an elk. They'd come home all exhausted and dirty. I'd be laying on the couch like, ugh, samesies. <laughs> Get it. Girl Scouts is hard too. Do you know how hard it is to sell something everybody wants? Ugh. People keep knocking on my door. And I don't know if you guys were following the news a while ago, but the Boy Scouts got in a lot of trouble because some people wanted girls to be able to join the Boy Scouts. Some even wanted to combine the two groups. Now, you would assume that a progressive lady such as myself would be into that, but I was not. I was against it, and I'll tell you why. That was the only time in my entire childhood I had a room full of girls to myself. <laughs> you know? You think, you think I wanted Timmy walking in and being like, hey guys, I can build a fire. We get it, Timmy! I can build a fire too, Angela! I I love watching Fortune Famester. My wife and I went and saw her down in Cincinnati last year. She, I first saw her on a show called Chelsea Lately. It was a talk show uh, hosted by Chelsea Handler. It was on E! or Comedy Central. I can't remember which network. But Fortune was a writer for her, and then sometimes she would put her on her panel. And I thought she was funny then. And like Brian said, you might not know the name, but you've you'll probably recognize her face. She's in a bunch of Netflix movies. She's in one with Arnold Schwarzenegger that, that came out uh, or late last year. She's got a bunch of specials on Netflix, um, salty and sweet and good fortune. I mean, every Netflix special she has is, is really good. I love her bit about her being on the swim team. Um, but yeah, fortune Feimster is my number, my number four. My number four is, is Shane Gillis. You're number five. And, and here's one of my favorite clips. 
It's funny when you bring up Down syndrome, you can always tell who's never been around it in their lives. Like if I tell people, if I'm like, yeah, I have family members with Down syndrome, people that have never been around it are always like, oh, like Down syndrome is the fucking end of the world. Are they okay? Are they doing okay? It's like, they're doing better than everybody I know. They're the only dudes I know having a good time pretty consistently. Sorry they're not on fucking Adderall and anti-anxiety like the rest of us. They're on fucking Capri Suns. Having a good time. Dude, my Uncle Danny sneaks grilled cheese sandwiches into restaurants just in case they don't serve grilled cheese sandwiches. It's the best. You'll be out to dinner with him. You look across the table. You see him sneaking a grilled cheese. Go, yo, where'd you get that cheese, Danny? His dad's with him. He's like, that fucker, he's been making them at night. I know he is. I'm not making them at night, Dad. And he'll look at you and be like, I'm making them at night. So you, you might recognize the name uh, from just this past weekend. He was on Saturday Night Live. He hosted it. Uh, who was your number three? At number three, I have Bill Burr. Okay. He was higher up on my list. So we'll, we'll get to him. My number three was Anthony Jeselnik. Hope and I went to see him last year in person. And he might even be funnier in person. If you don't recognize the name, you will recognize the jokes. One of my next door neighbors is a 90-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's. And every single morning at 9 a.m., he knocks on my door and he asks me if I have seen his wife. Which means that every single morning at 9 a.m., I have to explain to a 90-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's that his wife has been dead for quite some time. Now, I have thought about moving. I have thought about just not answering my door in the morning. But to be honest, it's worth it just to see the smile on his face. Okay, so he does those... For his entire routine. And even though you know something's coming, you yeah. it's you can never figure it out until he says it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's he's got this dark comedy style that emphasizes an ironic misdirection. Yeah. Uh, so just to reinforce this dark comedic style with ironic misdirection, here's one more very short clip. I uh, I of course live in Los Angeles. I've got a nice place, obviously. My brother's been staying with me for a couple of weeks now, which has been awful. My brother's crazy. Even my neighbors hate him. The other day I opened up the door, I caught him masturbating. He looks me right in the eyes and goes, shut the door. I said, get inside. I like it. I tend to, all five of mine and my top five, they're all storytellers. Uh, long form stories. I mean, Jeselnik's mm. more of a, a joke guy with a, a twist at the end. And yeah. like I said, I, I like it a lot. But one of his favorites that I remember of his, he was talking to his mom. He said, mom, I think I'm going to buy a motorcycle. I, I think I want to start riding. And his mom said, Anthony, no, your uncle was killed in a horrific motorcycle accident. You can just have his bike. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always a twist in, in his jokes. So my, my number two 
is higher up on your list. So you're going to get to that in momentarily. It's it's Nate Bargates, Nate Bargatze, sorry, who my wife and I went to see very recently. Jason, who was your number two? And number two, I have Tom Segura. For the uh, first day of school this year, I took our our youngest. He's in PK, pre-kindergarten. I go to pull out and the, the teacher comes up to me. She goes, can you come in? And I go, no. I graduated a long time ago. I don't do anything. She goes, all the parents are in there. I go, even more reason why I don't want to come in. She goes, we're talking to the kids about COVID. I go, trifecta. I'm not coming in. She goes, we have a bunch of snacks. And I was like, all right, I'll see what you got. I go in there. She lied. Well, it's not parents, it's dads. They lured us with food. It's a bunch of fat dads shoveling food in their faces. We're going to talk to pre-kindergartners, let me remind you, about COVID. These are three- and four-year-olds who say shit like, I like yellow. And we're going to be like, there's a virus that has ruined the economy. All right, get out of here. So she's like, who wants to go first? And I was like, hell no. I stood back. And this fucking Owen boat shoes, he's like, I'll go. He goes, I learned that every day matters. And I was like, all right. Good one, dork. And then the next dad, he goes, I learned that you never know what tomorrow might bring. I looked for his kid. I was like, is that your dad? (laughs) And then I found my kid. I was like, don't play with that kid. (laughs) She goes, "Uh, Mr. Segura, do you want to go next? I go, do you want me to go next? (laughs) Okay, I'll go. Hey, kids. (laughs) Uh, I learned. If you really want to know the truth, I'll tell you the truth. Honestly, honestly, I learned that... I didn't really wash my hands before. (laughs) Because when it first broke, when they were like, this is AIDS in the air. And you're like, wait, what? What did you say? (laughs) How do you get it? And they're like, do you ever touch stuff? You're like, all the time, yeah. (laughs) Wash your hands. Okay. The CDC asked, do you ever open doors? So many, yes. Wash your hands. You got it. Now I do, I really do. But if I'm being completely honest, back then, I feel like I really only washed my hands when I had literal shit on them. You know, like, you know those wipes where your hand comes up and it's right here on your thumb and you're like, God damn it. I'm going to wash my hands. Love Tom Segura myself. Why do you love Tom Segura? Uh, He's a great storyteller. Like I said, everybody in my top five tells stories. I actually was listening to Tom on his podcast before I saw him in his stand-ups. He does a podcast with his wife, Christina P., called Your Mom's House. And he also has one with Burt Kreischer, uh, Two Bears, One Cave, which I listen to every episode of that. He's got five Netflix specials, and they're all great. But you don't want to listen to Tom Segura with your mom. 
it, he gets he gets a little raw. <laughs> so we, can I listen to Tom Segura with your mom? No, you cannot listen to Tom Segura <laughs> with my mom, Paige. Sorry, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go on Netflix, look up Tom Segura specials. Ball Hog's great, but my favorite is mostly stories. But yeah, Tom Segura is my number two comedian. Hey there. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with your friends, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. If you disagree with our list, then go to themanchair.com to get to our Facebook page, find this episode's post, and tell us what you would have ranked differently, or email us topic suggestions to debate in the future. Once again, that's themanchair.com. Now back to the show. Well, who is your number one? My number one's Bergazzi. Nate Bergazzi is okay. my favorite comedian right now. It's the silent treatment. The silent treatment is uh, its a very common thing. Everybody knows what it is. Uh, I think women are just born knowing it. I don't think you're taught it. I don't think it's like my mom did it and her mom. It's an instinct that's in us all, that we all just know. It was, here's what made me uh, think of that. I rewatched the movie Sixth Sense. And I'm not trying to do a Sixth Sense joke. This is a 20-year-old movie. I also have to spoil it, but it's, I mean, it's 20 years old, so if, if you don't know by now, I don't know what to tell you, you know, and, and don't be like, we we're going to watch it tonight. Uh, we we're going to go to Blockbuster on the way home, and yeah. there's, but so he's, you know, he's dead the whole time, and I don't know. And that's, if you haven't seen it, that's a, it's a pretty big part of it. But for those that have, think about when you watched it. When we all saw this movie for the first time, none of us knew he was dead. That was the biggest surprise we've ever seen in our life, you know? We just thought his wife wasn't talking to him for like a year. That made more sense to us than him possibly being dead. And I was like, when I watched it, I was like, what do they show him dying? Yeah, that guy shoots him with a gun. That's how the movies start. That's how obvious they're like, hey, he's dead. And we still watched it for two hours. Just like, I know what this guy's going through, you know? This is, this is a movie about marriage and how hard marriage is. Yeah. Even if you get shot, it's your fault. Uh, the thing I like most about Nate is he's abs- he's completely clean. Yeah. I think, I, know. Yeah. I think the worst word he might say is golly. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's a great storyteller. He has a podcast, the Nate Lamb podcast that I listen to. He's from, he's a Tennessee guy. His first, uh, special that I saw was a 2019 on Netflix called the Tennessee kid. It, my side hurts watching that, but he did come out with one la- late last year on Amazon prime called hello world. And that's, I, that's just as good as Tennessee kid. In my opinion, but like I said, the best thing about Bergazzi is you can watch him with your kids. You can watch him yeah. with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, my parents actually love him, but yeah, neighbor Godsey, he's, he's super hot right now. And neighbor Godsey will be on a lot of people's top five lists. I get it. It's not the most original pick, but I love watching neighbor Godsey right now. And like Paige said in the beginning, these are fluid lists next year. I might have a completely different top five, but right now neighbor Godsey is my number one. And I like the fact that you pointed out that it's 
it's clean humor. I mean, some of like when I, you know, we went to watch Chris Rock and just a lot of F bombs. And look, I have a potty mouth, but she's a Pete, man. You don't, yeah. you don't need to be, you know, swearing every other word. It gets a, it gets a little stale. Yeah, uh, my and- wife and I went and saw Bargazzi at, in Fort Wayne last year and his dad actually opens up for him. Yes. His, dad, his dad used to be a clown, but he doesn't do, he, his dad does a magic show now yep. as, as Nate's opener. And it was really good. And his, I mean, it's a family. It, his, his show is a could be considered a family show. His, like I said, his dad opened up for him, and it, at the end of his dad's set, his dad started crying, yep. saying how he's so proud of his son, and none of this is lost on them. They they really appreciate all the support. But yeah, Nate's a good guy. It was, he seems to be a good guy. Yeah, Hope, Hope and I went to see him last year, and it was the same opening act. Uh, there was an opening act before that, but his dad was a, a magician in that opening act, and yeah, uh, yeah, he had the same response there, and you could tell it was it was genuine. And I love the fact that it's a family affair, and that you know his act was was hilarious as well. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty competitive with Nate's. Anyhow, my my number one is Bill Burr. Every relationship, there's the person that does the dishes and the person that lets them soak, right? <laughs> They don't let them soak. They know you're going to do them. They're just waiting you out. And after a while, you can't fucking take it anymore. They're just sitting there. You got to go out and you start doing it. And then what do they do? They sit in the other room and they wait like they don't know what you're doing. And they wait till they hear pots and pans. And that's when the show starts. That's when they come running in like, what? Oh, I was going to do those. What? Oh. And you're like, no, you weren't. They've been sitting there for eight hours. I got my hands in room temperature waters with scrambled eggs floating around. Don't gaslight me. You're a fucking animal. You erase my animals. Get out of my sight. All right. So, so Bill Burr is this little angry Irish man who, who I swear, uh, he gets angry at some of the same stuff that I get angry with that I don't feel like I should tell other people that I'm angry about it or I'm frustrated about it. I don't want to admit it. My kids are not afraid of me. And I, every time I have fucked up, I've gotten down to my kids' level and let them know that I was wrong and I apologize. So the great thing is my kids are not afraid of me. So now my daughter's a little bit older. She's like four and a half now. So now whenever I start flipping out, she actually has been helping me to stop. Because second I hear that cute voice, I, I, I can't, I just think, that I'm sorry. I just immediately, it's hilarious. Like I'll, I'll be in the kitchen and all of a sudden, I'm always in the kitchen doing something, right? And one day I just come in like, what the fuck kind of toaster is this? What was wrong with the other toaster? I got to download. I need to download the app to make fucking cock sucking. Fucking. And all of a sudden, she'll just be like, in the other room, be like, Dad, don't scream like that. And the second I hear that voice, I'm like, you're right, buddy. You're right, buddy. Sorry. I'm just going to download the app here. Download the app and the amount of what it takes just to make some fucking toast. Oh, Dad, you said a bad word. You said a bad word. She does all of that shit, right? So anyway, that is my that is my number one. Jason, do you have any thoughts on Bill Burr? Yeah, Bill Burr is my number three. Redheaded Boston comic, and yep. he's a stereotypical Boston comedian. He has anger issues. <laughs> he's yeah, he's hilarious. He was remember Bill Burr on Breaking Bad? No. Yeah, I've he was in every episode. Wait, when he played one of the Heisenberg's lackeys in Breaking Bad. He's oh, a, that's right. Yeah. Jason, what do we have coming up next? Have, have you, do you have everything in the hopper? Are you ready? The greatest one hit wonder. The, uh, is, okay. What does that mean? One hit wonder as an actor, actress, a musician, as a musician, one hit wonder as a musician. Yeah. Okay, that, Ooh, there's some, is vanilla ice count. 
Uh, I Yeah, I would say Vanilla Ice is a one-hit wonder. Okay. We do want to go back over the list of, of the top five. My number five was Chris Rock. My number four uh, was Shane Gillis. My number three, Anthony Jeselnik. My number two was Nate Bargatze. And my number one was Bill Burr. Jason, who is your top five? I have Shane Gillis at number five. Fortune Feimster at number four. Bill Burr at number three. Number two was Tom Segura. And I have Nate Bargatze at number one. All right, you heard it there, listeners. Until next time, be well. Don't go just yet. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating and share it with your friends. We also welcome you to join in the discussion at themanchair.com. Once again, it's themanchair.com. The Man Chair is brought to you by Modern Husbands, where they share ideas to manage money and the home as a team. Subscribe to their newsletter for ideas at modernhusbands.com.